Welcome everyone to another episode of Afrolit. My name is Bobo and I am your host. And as usual, I'm with the beautiful. Equa, what's going on? Hello everyone. But listen, this episode, we this are in a spicy is, We are in a spicy season. mood. You know, April is around the corner. So yeah, we're just trying to get into these spring spirits. Truly. But honestly, I love this topic. Let's jump right into it. Right. Today's topic is can white people be African? Boom. And I just want to contextualize. I was having a discussion with another fellow African who's, you know, born and bred in America and we just started talking about whether or not I consider white South Africans because you know South Africans full of white yes. people to be African and this also stemmed from a conversation that I was having with a Kenyan professor telling me about I know (laughs) (laughs) telling me about a white Kenyan lady who feels like she is being attacked Kenyan did you guys catch that yeah a white Kenyan Kenyan lady lady. okay who feels like she is experiencing so much racism in Kenya because she's white and she feels that because when she goes to the market and they charge her twice the amount they charge the black people that is racism (laughs) so now i want to discuss is this woman first of all kenya i mean not kenya why did i just call kenya (laughs) equa as a kenyan do you consider this woman to even be kenyan no Wow. <laughs> just like that. Just just, just like, like that. So that's the that. end of the episode. Thank you guys very much. <laughs> Honestly, okay, let me yeah. explain. Something. Okay. You know, and this I really grapple with it a lot because yeah. and I oscillate with it a lot because I have friends who have lived in Kenya. Yeah. Who are awesome, who understand the culture, who Word. you know, they really do their best. To like assimilate but at the end of the day because of their skin color mm. they will never be Kenyan okay and but yes okay if you are white and you were born in Nairobi yes you have never moved from Nairobi right but your parents are Scandinavian you are right. the whitest type of white like right. you are paper white right. you are blonde haired right. blue eyed right. but you were born bred all you know is Kenya right are you Kenyan no wow wow okay she said no this so quickly guys is the and this is the reason because due to your and I don't know probably the correct the diplomatic way to yeah. describe this but just due to your skin color there's obviously certain privileges yeah that are going to be allowed to you now mm. the issue that i have with a lot of these kenyans who claim kenya is that they'll claim kenya but are they advocating for kenyan the human lives? yeah kenyan lives Oop. Are they this tea is trying cold, hot. to this? Hey, this chai. It has all the masala and everything Truly. put in. You know what I mean? This this is the chai of the Swahili people. Wow. Okay, no, this so, tea is very delicious. Yes, literally. I think it's just a matter of checking their privilege. Like mm. you can claim Kenya, but are you claiming Kenya in two thousand seven when like the people were fighting and killing each other. Now nah, you were the first people to run away, right? So, like, when the presidential... I mean, a lot of us, and probably that's not the best example because that was 
truly a time of when people were fighting and it wasn't as you know it wasn't a peaceful time and that's mm. not fair I, I, let me check myself but at the same time it's truly unfortunate because there's a lot of people who aren't given opportunity because you have these quote-unquote white Kenyans coming mm. in and literally taking that opportunity and not being as open to other Kenyans yeah you know and like this is not a generalization of course there's there are Kenyans that I know personally who are white who are really supporting the culture even doing so more so than like actual like black Kenyans yeah but I think that it isn't fair to recognize like it isn't fair yeah it isn't fair to realize your privilege you know, because the moment you say that you're Kenyan, yeah, when you walk into a room, immediately that like is trying to negate your privilege. You know what I mean? Oh, is so that like, how you feel? yeah, because okay, if I yeah, because if I walk in or if I walk into a room, you know, of course people may assume I'm you know African American or uh, of course of African descent, mm. which is true, but at the same time there's a certain level that they're not like being as open to me because I have black skin, right? Yeah. But then when you walk into a space as a white person and then you say that you are Kenyan, yeah. it immediately creates this otherness that a lot of people are attracted to that like, okay. I don't know, it's, I feel like it's abusing the otherness, right? Word. Like it's, and maybe this is a mouthful, but I think it, you should say like, oh yeah, no, my parents are from Scandinavia, but I was raised in Kenya. Yeah. You know, like I'm okay. a third culture kid, you well, know? Let me let me play devil's advocate. Yeah. And how really do you feel too? <laughs> I, I'll go into that. I first want to ask you this question. I feel like, okay, if you're black, right? Right. So us two as black people, right. we're, you know, we're black. Right. <laughs> Enter light-skinned girl. Right. She has a completely different experience from us. Right. Can she still claim blackness just based off of, like, your argument of... Because she has benefits, privileges that we don't have. I see where you're coming from, but Word. I feel like that's different in the sense that, like, that privilege that she may have some sort of access to Mm -hmm. isn't received in the same way as like a white person completely claiming like obviously an Mm. African indigenous land you get what I mean because like at the end of the day we can't ignore the history yeah right like we can't ignore that Kenya was colonized at some point you know of course we've now we're past that yeah but at the same time I don't think that the people who made sure that we were like a free nation would now allow you know former (laughs) colonizers yeah to now claim the land without doing the groundwork. You get what I mean? Yeah. So I think in that argument, of course, there's a certain level of her understanding, like, yes, she is a black woman, but at the end of the day, she's perceived to be mixed or perceived yeah. to be, you know, of lighter skin and is just more palatable yeah. to a white or, you know, non like black liking audience word, you get what i mean word. so and i i think that that privilege though it's unfortunate too because 
in still within our nations, and I can only speak of for Kenya, I still yeah. feel like there is a lot of decolonizing that we have to do. Because oh, yeah, there are there are people who would see that white person and think like, Oh yeah, she's right, you know, like mm. she's better, you know? Yeah. Just based off of her existing. You know, and not really mm. seeing and it's like I've seen opportunities be given to you know, people who whose background is from Europe, but they are, you know, African, quote yeah. unquote, they get, you know, opportunities just because they were, you know, they don't look Kenyan, Yeah, you know, and they're just perceived like, oh, yeah, if they walk into a room like with like Italian investors, like everyone will be, you know, more, yeah, inviting, more inviting, you know, but them. it's like. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's a very nuanced argument because I don't want to generalize because at the same time, it's it's hard for... Because I, I, what I wanted to ask you is yeah. how do we then go about it when a <laughs> white person now like gets married to and has... An African. Yeah, an African yeah. and then has a child, you know? Is that child African? Is that child African? That's a, that's a really good question. So for me, this is how I see it. Right. I think I think race and culture, I acknowledge that those two concepts are social constructs. Right. Like I get it, they're not actually real. Right. They've just been constructed by us. But I think what validates race and culture and the you know, national right. identity in the way that we've constructed it is first aesthetics and lived experience. Hmm. So I think those two so it's so for example I think let's like like let's just look at race. Right. So as a black woman, right. what separates me from someone who's non-black is visually I clearly look black and because of the way I look I'm right. treated because that's just the world we live in. Right. We live in a world of aesthetics. The way you look will drastically affect how you're perceived and consumed in this life. So as Say black it. woman, Say it. because just Purely, purely, even if DNA, genetically speaking, if I am 99% Scandinavian, <laughs> but I still look the way I look now, right. I'm still going to navigate the world as a black woman. Right. And then there's the lived experience part. I've lived, you know, I've grown up in an African family with two African parents who are both black, right. you know, like my entire family, black, 100% South African, like culturally, right. that's been my lived experience. I mean, lived all over the world, but you know, identify, yeah, like Africa. yeah, you know right. what I mean? So I think those two things affect, like, how I would validate, you know, my cultural okay. and racial identity. So when it comes to now, <laughs> a white person who is South African, let's say. Right, that's what I was going to so say. So now let's, let's stick with the facts. If you are white and South African, your ancestors are European. These, these are the facts. Right. These are just the facts. These are pure, okay. pure facts. Granted, you have grown up, let's say, in Johannesburg, right. in Cape Town. Right. As a white person, you were born and bred there. That is all you know. What I'm going to say is, that is your South Africa. But it's not mine, though. Because... Uh... Okay. The way your lived experience in South Africa is worlds apart from mine. Geographically, we may have been in the same 
country yes but our lives are drastically different and that's just purely purely based off of your skin tone and so i think that we can't I don't think it's fair to just negate that and just be like, oh, well, we're all one people. We're yeah, all that's one what human they, race. That's what I feel like they won't allow. Right. Like, I think they, if you give them that answer, they won't allow. It's like, no, exactly. just say I'm South Af- Like, we are both South African. But it's like, you know, I we... can't do that because if I do that, you erase my experience. You erase <laughs> my lived experience by just clumping us together. And that's why I'm so, you know... <laughs> When it comes to even like issues of race, when I I call mixed people mixed, you know, and I acknowledge that like you, if you're mixed, but you look like me, it's a different story than if you're mixed, but you look like Yara Shahidi, you know what I mean? And so that's why I'm not saying, you know, you don't, I'm not, I'm not negating the black blood that is in your DNA. What I'm saying is that that is your Mm. experience. That is your South Africa. It's not mine, though. That is so interesting because I don't think that they'll claim that. Like, I yeah. think they, Why is would, that? they would point us out and not that I've Call had us this racist? type. No, no, not racist. <laughs> but they'll be like, oh, we're both South You know, like, yeah. Lit. Like, I yeah. literally had no, that happens all the time. Where I go to, oh, my gosh, I go to an event <laughs> or something and then. And I meet, oh, I meet, like, just, like, a regular, regular person. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're from Kenya? I know someone else from Kenya. And they bring this white girl. And it's, and it's just, like, no, same. Like. <laughs> but also, I feel no connection. To, I'm not going to lie. I feel the strongest connection with black women. When I meet a black woman, whether this is our first time meeting or not, there's an instant bond mm. that we ha- There's just an Very unspoken real bond that we share just by virtue of us just both being black women right if you are black and south african and a woman i'll instantly share that bond with you if you are a south african white woman i cannot say this because i know i can't obviously i'm not saying i hate you i'm not saying you're lesser than i'm just saying i don't have that connection with you and that's because i know we don't live the same lives right we'll never we'll never live the same experience of being we don't experience the same south africa we might as well be living on different planets that's how different it is wow no you're absolutely right and i really like that explanation Mm. because i think that kind of gets to where what i was going to ask which is how do you navigate this whole because you know of course like stating facts like there was mm-hmm. apartheid in south africa facts, you yeah. know so yeah. at one point their ancestors were oppressing y'all dead ass so is there kind of like do you Animosity. feel this ubuntu of white like people. yeah like they're really like they're going above and beyond and saying yeah we're white south africans like we want to like kind of reparations you know i it, remember you know and like do the work on the ground i love that you asked this question i remember when i was in south africa at the brief moment in time when i was schooling there mm-hmm. and i got into an argument with this white girl Ooh. i don't i don't even remember what the argument was mm. um but somehow had to do with the race and i remember her saying my dad fought for apartheid too so i am just as south african as you are and I left it at that because I saw she was like about yeah, to cry. You know, I didn't want to like very, demolish yeah. her. So I remember I left it at that and I was like, okay, valid, 
fine. Right. But in my heart of hearts, <laughs> deep down inside, deep little bow little bow I was like, you'll never know. You still will never. Those white tears, fam. You can be crying right now, but you'll never know what it's actually like to still be black, even in post-apartheid right, South Africa. Yeah. In your whiteness, you genuinely feel like it's all over. I should just be happy. Now. I should j- no, fam. It's right. not over. This is just a continuation. This is just volume two. Right. People really think like, oh, apartheid's over. Like it's it's a wrap now. now. Be it's happy. It's yeah. Right. But it's like, no, it's not over. Slavery isn't over. This is just volume two of slavery. No. It's the same with America. Like, Literally. the shit's is not... And I see that too. And I feel like... But the thing is, it's not even something I'm going to even bother explaining to a white person. Because I know that you'll never know. Really? I could write you a blueprint. I could literally film a whole documentary. Right. And write a book. And a blueprint and draw diagrams for every white person who claims they're African. And just in, in general. general uh-huh. And they still will never experience, they still will never understand or even be able to empathize with what it's wow. like to be black. So, what is even the point of me engaging? You know what and I mean? And I think it kind of ties into, if we bring it to, you know, just things that are happening in the world, because mm-hmm. recently Brooklyn Museum named two white people to be oh, their I like African, that. you know, arts mm. exhibit. And every, you know, in black Twitter, internet was going crazy and being like, who's going to go there and give the mm. Killmonger speech, you know? And it's just so interesting because at that same level and experience you know it's a double-edged sword because Mm. of course by them getting that opportunity that means at some point in some way there was a black person who was not selected right word but at the same time too who within the black community is actually going after these types of roles Mm. because we're you know a lot of us have been forced to really go down that very typical doctor lawyer you know like very strict rules and it's like in order to become a curator in order to become a you know just lead of a museum you Mm. have to have that anthropological yeah, but imagine telling your Nigerian dad, I'm studying anthropology. anthropology. Lol. <laughs> the lols. You know, so it's like, again, I think now, like you said, which is so valid, we're all, at least for sub-Saharan Africa, we're all kind of in this stage of volume two where it's decolonizing the mind. Yeah. You know, and I think... even We're not even there yet. Even you then, don't even think I think that's volume five. Wow. Where we are right now. <laughs> so where are we right now? Right? I guess this is part of decolonizing the mind. Yes. I was just going to say where we are right now is learning to not hate ourselves. Yeah. But I guess that is... <laughs> that is yeah, decolonizing still, the mind. Okay. Yeah. Because, and I think that's why it ties into the race. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it's important for... Yeah, I think that's just why it's so important for, you know, quote-unquote white Kenyans to recognize that because of that privilege that they cannot get rid of because it's purely on their you know they cannot unless they go which i don't even know if this exists they go and darken their skin and even Mm. then i their features would give it away yeah you know that they aren't african you know and i know it's it's interesting though because that debate ends there for me, whereas I know there's a huge, like, Southeast Asian to, like, Indian Yeah, I was going to say, if you're and Indian and Kenyan... I feel like, you yeah, I, I allow it. Really? I allow it, because it's, like, our cultures are so similar, and, like, you were fleeing 
yeah they were brought here by slaves exactly as as slaves you know so i think like we just like we just ship them like it's okay what i'm getting from you is that to be african we you sort of have to share either similar like cultures and traditions yeah or a similar struggle true but where are you why going is our, <laughs> why is our identity and this is just me playing devil's right. advocate because i can't say i completely disagree right but why is our identity oriented around pain Ooh, that you know? is real like why is it why does it because historically i mean that's what was done and that's what we yeah we're trying to undo that trauma but i don't mm. think we can do that if we still have blatant relatives of colonizers saying that they're Kenyan and just like claiming it for the good parts too because primarily a lot of the non-black Kenyans live in beautiful homes Mm. they have so much land they're able to you know traverse wherever I mean of course there is that side of they don't have to deal with kind of the the plague but the joy of um tribalism but at the same time it's still like you know our tribes are what bring our culture too you Mm -hmm. know like having a tribe knowing your tribe knowing the lineage all that good stuff but because they don't have any of that historical i mean i don't even know if they know why they have may have so much land you know like was it just just so used to it yeah yeah. i feel like they're just so used to it you know and how are they able to come in and own so much you know and it's because their ancestors like had the money to travel you know whereas like take it for granted exactly take it for granted you know it's like hmm. if they wanted to be it would be different if they truly and I know that this is not the majority. I know that there are some white Kenyans who are on the front lines advocating for um, for human rights yeah. and activists and are really out there. But still, within that community, there is a lot of debate between, like, should we even say something? Is this our place? And it's like, if you're Kenyan, yep. then it, of course it's your place. Why would you question Here's it? my thing. Yeah, I love that you say that because... My thing is that, here's where I really think the issue is with everyone just claiming one nationality regardless of race, is that I feel like, wow, I just lost my train of thought. Oh my gosh. Wow. And I was really about to (laughs) say something. But yeah, no, I just think that it's important for them to realize that in order, and like I'm bringing it back to that story of Mm. the... Um, woman who gets charged more at the market it's yeah. like you're probably making more money too okay i now remember what i was gonna <laughs> say what has happened is that and this is really part of the issue is that we've normalized black pain it's just yeah. become black pain is just synonymous with blackness in the same way that you know joy happiness abundance etc is synonymous with whiteness Mm. so i think even in the mind of a white person when they walk past when they drive past a slum you know that's just just full of black people or even actually let's make this global when a white person drives past skid row in la and it's just I've never seen that many homeless people in one geography in my entire life. Wow. I think for them, it's nothing 
they're not shook because to be black is to be in constant pain wow you know what i mean i really do think like that Mm -hmm. is how blackness Mm -hmm. is conceptualized and i feel like even to the point where like black pain is romanticized it's normalized it's just part it's part of Uh our equilibrium it's part of like now our identity and so i feel like the reason why you know a white kenyan or a white south african doesn't feel shook or doesn't feel the need to even like oh let me you know let me fight for black liberation is because black people are not you know in their minds black people are just not meant to be liberated like that's what it is it's (laughs) sort of the same argument of like you know animals are meant to be eaten or like you know meant to be in the wild whatever so they apply zoo you know put in a zoo Uh like it's just that same argument wow and i feel like they you know that's why they see us as they're equal and for that that is why that is your south africa it's not mine but then the problem is and i think this is happening on both sides of the border how do we now navigate the land issue because how can we kind of decolonize all of these constructs when they still own majority of the land and again i feel like they they take that for granted just because by virtue of being white the land should be theirs by virtue of being black black people should be in pain pain. it you know we shouldn't have resources you know it's just like the way we've been conceptualized and i think it's so embedded in our dna in our minds like that's just how it is that we've we've just accepted it but I think as far as the land issue, theoretically, I'm all for taking the land. Like, let's, theoretically, let's get the land back. Right. But realist, like, practically. Right. Conceptually, for the, just for the sake of peace, for the sake of just keeping peace. Right. Let's not take, like, you know, let's not do the land grabs. I don't think, like, we're conscious enough as, like, people... For us to just do land grabs and like get along if we do land grab it's world war three i know i think that there has to be policy with anything like there has to be policy it has yeah. to be you know like agreed upon like how we used to do Word. before we were colonized if you would go to the elder the elder would now say you know they have the council they agree they disagree they debate Word. they do what they have to do they come up with the proposal Word. okay everyone is getting a split equal sides like the, this tribe gets this much this tribe gets this much this tribe gets this much yeah and you and even the white guy will get this much because it's okay, like this here's is my but thing i don't too. think the white guy is willing to say oh okay i'll just take my little part and go i think there's that which is not democracy like, which is not equal living which is not peaceful but i also think on another end it's like Black people, we've been disenfranchised for so long that even if you gave all of us land, what are we going to do with it now? Now we're going to turn into Zimbabwe. Not only do the white people have the land, but they also have the skills to maintain the land. And that's something that black people don't have because we've been disenfranchised. So I feel like now there has to be like practical steps of not just let's go get the land back because that's how that's why Zimbabwe is Zimbabwe. They kicked out the white people. They took out the land. They took the land back and then it was just crickets because what do they do with it? (laughs) I know. But I I mean, I think we live in a world where it's like 
now with education with people who understand how to make policy you know how many right. lawyers have we oh yeah sent. no we can definitely you implement know, the policy. i think we can implement the proper tools Word. of like okay we'll make because i think we need to get into a world where african nations are producing their own vegetables yeah everything should no, come from inland like yeah. we have the land need to be wakanda to do it right so i think it's just a matter of you know getting more into agriculture planting more you know mm-hmm. things that's what certain lands will be allocated for you know mm-hmm. and i think that it's because the problem that i have is nine or i can only speak for kenya but i feel like 90 percent of the land is just bare land oh really like it has okay. not been developed it has not been Why? whatever literally just rich people just being rich like maybe it's just a reserve of just what the empty land and like on the other side of it you'll just see like people are living in the tightest situation and it's like there's just empty land i'm shook and it's like why don't you even just build like a building or just charge charge make a farm and employ people you know be useful g like literally it's just and this is colonialism land. and like and not to say that that's only white people like even the elite kenyans yeah. too have land that is just sitting that is just sitting so in my eyes it's like we're fighting to live in areas because or not fighting to live in areas but like places are so small yeah or houses are getting demolished and turning into skyscraper buildings which is nice but yeah. at the same time it's like why don't we build a home you know we can yeah. build homes why must it look like what we think is elite in Europe or yeah. whatever? No, yeah, we can no, build, I agree. We can build our own way, you know. But because some of the land is literally owned and closed off and has an electric fence, and if you try to go across it, you will get shot down. And it's just empty. Yes, it's just empty. Do you understand? I'm empty land to just own empty land and I just was, leave it. Like one time, we were even just driving, 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 and I won't name who owns this land. But like, cause they'll come for us. Yeah. <laughs> but like, literally, I remember like I slept. I was in the car. I was yeah. falling asleep. Woke up, and we were still next to empty land <laughs> that no, they owned. I'm shaking. And I was like, wait, this is the same like barricades. I'm shaking. Just empty. Like when I tell you this land just has like trees. Wow. It's like and it's like, why? You know. Wow, fam. And the road is so small, and it's like we could have expanded this, made this a high, like it just really instead, confuses wow. me. It really confuses me. Wow. So that's why I'm like, in order for us to de, let's truly decolonize our minds. Yeah. We need to kind of, people just need to check their privilege. Where if you're for, if you're not for us, then you're against us. So yeah, you cannot claim the beauty. Yes, Kenya is beautiful. Kenya is amazing. Kenya yeah. is awesome but if you're not willing exactly exactly okay so i feel like language is really important same but why kenyan Kenyan is not kenyan Kenyan, yeah what is she or he she is a brit or a scot (laughs) or a swede but she's never been in england or scotland or sweden in kenya who now lives in kenya do we say the same for African Americans? That's what I was gonna ask you. <laughs> <laughs> are they American or are they African? Because they've never they are lived black African. Americans. 
But are they really American? I mean, it's different for them because literally in the Constitution, it said that like they are three fourths of a human. Like they're I'm not dead. Full yeah. Human. So I feel like their experience, their lived experience, yeah, is quite different. But mm. because again, there is no association with that black liberation, that pain, yeah. that struggle. Unfortunately, you're not getting the card. You know, that's why it's kind of funny to me when like white Kenyans, quote unquote, Mm. have trouble getting passports or permanent citizenship. (laughs) I just think it's a lull. Because it's like, you know, and then they're being told like, oh, pay chai, which is like a form of like, you know, bribery. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, I feel like you should pay. Yeah. Pay more. Pay more. Just be just. Yeah. Pay more. You know, because like reparations. Right. (laughs) <laughs> but at the same time it's like oh but i've lived here like my kid is kenyan why know? do they want it so much why do imagine they want to be you see so all bad? this culture you see the vibrancy and you have access to all of it oh, but it's like you can't go so far because you're not kenyan you know what i mean so it's I like i mean in kenya you can own land but like for example if you want to run for office yeah you want to you know, do I think we should have invited a white South African on this panel, uh, or a white African, because I want to. I genuinely, genuinely want to know: Do the they comments. feel excluded? Like, do you, you know, as? No, I feel like we're very inclusive people. No, I, I really, I them really too much, don't. and that's why they claim. <laughs> no, I really like you know because white people feel attacked by anything. Like that's this white why that chick being she charged, feels excluded. You know, let her get charged more. Because she's you know making I mean? more. Potentially, if you look at the scale mm. of what people are making in Kenya, she is obviously on the higher end yeah. of that scale. So if she gets charged more at the market. Let's say she's a broke white so Kenyan. I, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. The concept exist. doesn't exist. The concept doesn't exist. How? How can you be? How? I know, I'm actually very confused when I see a white homeless person. Cause I'm really? Like, in America or in South Africa? Anywhere. Really? But even in South Africa. A, I've it's never like, seen a white uh, My homeless. God, you had more than 600 year head start. How are you homeless? That's why. <laughs> You'll never catch me. But How are you homeless, fam? <laughs> in South Africa, and you're white. There's no way. I mean, they mm-hmm. look homeless, though. Like, the backpacker I'm dead. Ones, I'm but, like, very that's dead. A diff- <laughs> that's a different conversation. I think, yeah, there's no there's no way. There's no... Like, I've never I've never seen that concept. Like, a white chokora. Never. <laughs> really? Never. No, they exist in South Africa, and they are race... They're the most race... The broke white... You know those, like, Afrikaners... They're the ones who really hate. Like they are, <laughs> wow, living in trailer parks, literally. Wow, literally, literally. No, but it, I don't know because it just. I'm thinking, you know, like white Americans are just American, but if you're black or if you're Latina or if you're Asian, there's a hyphen. You know, you're either black American or you're Asian American or you're mm. Latin. But white people just get to be American. So is it in America, they've already made that divide? Yeah. Where in Africa, it's just like, oh, you've lived here. Hello. Every- <laughs> right. You know Which what I mean? we need to now. Uh-uh. Because you don't have that, like, you don't call white people in South Africa white South Africans. They're just South Africans. there's no way, like, okay, and look at it this way. Yeah. If I go to China and now I have a kid 
mm. with my Kenyan husband and we give birth to a kid in China. Is that yeah. kid now Chinese? Oh, and they will tell you so quickly, no. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that same energy I'm keeping for Kenya. That's that same energy. Even if my kid becomes fluent in, you know, Chinese, Mandarin. Mandarin yeah. Um, excuse me. Yeah, Mandarin. Um, and there's another one. There's another language mm-hmm. they have. I forget what it's Cantonese. called. Cantonese. Cantonese, yeah. you know, is able to, you know, even quote like Bruce Lee stuff they'll it's look at my black child <laughs> because and people need to just let's accept in life identity is very much aesthetic it's very right. much it is. we cannot just so keep true. on clumping each other in the same group acting and pretending like we live the same lives when literally right. our lived experiences are dictated by the way that we look Right. Can we as a people just like let with our chest, with, with our, our chest, chest, acknowledge that even as a white South African, that is not my experience. That is not my South Africa. Right. As a light skinned black person, that is not my experience. Right. As a, you know, light mixed person right. with Kenya. green eyes. Right. That's not your lived experience. That's not. Yeah. Let's right. just say it with our chest. I like that. And I think that's why, because it's not, well, it's it's kind of a double edge because if it's not their South Africa, then like why should they even bother to like fight for anything? You know, it's like leave you blacks to fight for your liberation. But that's that's what we're doing. Anyway. I know, yeah, that's what all of us are doing, anyways. <laughs> but it's like they're not they're not helping in the cause. They're not doing. They're just dead weight. You know, we need to delete <laughs> dead weights, right? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like. It's not my, their South Africa is not my South Africa and my South Africa is not theirs. We basically live on two different planets. So how do we in make one our, our nations then better? Like how do we go yeah. about it when, we, when there's By other people who literally are like invisible? You but know? that's what I'm saying. But we have to acknowledge, you have okay. to say as a white South African, I had a 600 year head start and I, I need to be yeah, lol. <laughs> and I need to be proactive and compassionate about the fact that you as a black South African did not have the same cultural economic experience I and see. you have a black tax that I have to deal that you have to deal with that I do not. You know what I mean? I there is actually a tax, quite literally, to being a black person in any country. What do you mean? So it's the idea that, let's say, like, you and you, mm-hmm. Ken Equa, yeah. versus Candice, who's white. Right. You both, you were born at the exact same time oh, okay. in Kenya. Right. Or let me say South Africa, because I just know that experience more. Okay. So now you're born in the exact same time. Right. You're the same age, everything. Right. You already, because of apartheid, your family does not have all the degrees, the economic. Right you know right, infrastructure right, right. already to even like give you that leverage to succeed just on a basic economic level right so now now you go to college you have to take out loans because right. your family already was yes. set back by apartheid candace 
their parents have been working so they've been saving up for her to go to college even if they're not millionaires they've been saving up candace can just pay for college whatever it's chill so now that's already tax one tax two is the fact that candace has parents who've already been economically empowered just by being in a capitalist system that they have been players in your parents were not you your parents as black south africans had to have bantu education they legally were not even allowed to go to school to get proper jobs they had to either you either were a chef a gardener a maid you know so already off the bat your parents are not here like let's talk about saving let's talk about investment you know what i mean like they already don't even have that knowledge and then it's also like the knowledge of just navigating capitalism just navigating identity you know your parents did not have that leverage there's all these little the little nuances Mm. that black people were not afforded and now we have to play catch up with white people who've had exactly. that leverage for years, centuries even. Right. And that is a tax. It's a tax on black people that we're paying exactly. just by existing. And that's why, because of that tax, there's no way they're going to claim <laughs> our nationality. Just like that. No, 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 that, no. That's why I say, until nah. we both have no tax, yes. that's your South Africa. Not until mine though. Until we have both, until we don't owe any tax or nobody is paying yeah. tax, you will not claim a nationality, an African, wow. a sub-Saharan nationality. I think, no. I guess if you were born, I mean, if you did not live in Me, England, but that's your blood, thing that, you're not English though, you know what I mean? The only thing that kind of sways it for me yeah. like, when you said language is language. Like if I meet... Uh, yeah. which I've seen and hopefully I meet him one day this Lol. British guy who speaks fluent Swahili wow <laughs> like Dead. he sounds like no, my cousin we've met them we've you met, know yeah. so it's like wow okay maybe I'll ship him because even when he talks to like you know the Matatu driver like but still even know. him he doesn't have black tax he does I mean I and know, not to like validate we'll blackness with pain <laughs> But it's like he's still, like, he's not living your life. That's real. But I feel like because he speaks the language and he made an effort to yeah, learn the okay, language. There was, effort. Yeah. there was an effort entailed because obviously this language does not stem from anything that you're, because your parents don't talk. Yeah. Like they have that dialect. You get what I mean? So he mm. went out of his way. And even within the schooling, because in uh, some of the private schooling in Kenya, you don't have to learn Kiswahili. Like yeah. they have some Kiswahili languages when you're first starting out, but like in high school, you don't have to take Kiswahili. You can take Word. any of the other, you know, romantic languages or like Chinese or any, I mean, Mandarin, excuse me. So, yeah so the fact that he was like no or just like talking with his you know the lady who's in your house Mm. like you know the auntie like really going out of his way to learn is something of example but 90 percent of the time and it's unfortunate too because there's elite of which that's another t the elite of africa the kids don't care about because like they don't care to learn the language they don't Mm. feel like they need to learn the language because it doesn't affect them you know, no. learning they're the, colonial. Learning they're like, the language, English, yeah, yeah. Learning the language is like a waste in a way to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, because it doesn't change anything about their lived experience. Yeah. You see, and it doesn't apply to their lived experience. But for me, I feel like that sets in to your nationality. Mm. Like if you can speak 
the language that is not of the colonizer, that is our language, it's our official language, mm. that makes you able to also claim Kenya. But for me, like, okay, I'm South African. Right. Like, I know the language, I know my mother tongue, I don't right. speak it. Just, like, based off of just living everywhere. Right. I still feel like... I feel like it doesn't, the fact that I don't speak it doesn't make me less South African. Okay. But I do, I still also acknowledge that like, I don't have the same lived experience as any South African or, or as like 99% of South Africans, you right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. So it, it's like, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. I feel like it is hard, especially because of the situation that we're in and that mm. we grew up in a completely third culture from yeah. like our parents and ourselves mm. you know so it's not like we moved back to england where our dad or mom are from you know like we moved to a but completely... so with you right w- could i call you kenyan american because you've been here I, I know right i am here. i feel like i am a kenyan new yorker though because i don't claim yeah. all of <laughs> lol <laughs> i am a new yorker 100%. yeah percent yeah because you've been here i've been here and i grew up here and like no one can take that experience it, and it's interesting because like I feel like the same argument for me could be played about yeah. America. You know, like you're not American, like your parents are from Kenya, yeah. you know, like you're not whatever. So how do you right? yeah, how do you grapple with that? I think I grapple with that by saying like, yeah, you're right. I'm not American. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> but okay. I'm a New Yorker. But you, you were York- born in New your parents are not New York. I've so. lived in New York. I but know see, the a white Kenyan can say that too. I have the lived experience of majority of new yorkers because a lot of them are immigrants this land was built by immigrants so it's a different i feel like with america it's a different experience because this land was actually like built by immigrants interesting whereas like our land was being built by our ancestors and then it was invaded and then now we're grappling with like all of that so that's why i feel like because of the history too that's why i feel like i have a problem too so where is home for you home is what is home Home is, well, you can check out our other episode where we talk about home. True. But home is like the transit between Kenya and New York. Like mm. New York, I cannot say that, I can say that New York is my home mm-hmm. as much as I can say like Kenya, Kenya and Nairobi are my home. Because in my home, like literally where I resided in New York City, it was like yeah. a mini Kenya because my aunt's. My mom, they were mm. all speaking Kiswahili. We mm. were all listening to the music. We were learning the language, all of that good stuff. So, okay. yeah, but I feel like this is a conversation that we need to continue. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring on other cultures yeah, and races. Yeah, we bring on other cultures. Yeah. You know, because I feel like this is, this is a question, honestly, that's going to just help us even elevate as a people. Yeah, Because I feel like if we all, like you said, really... um, identified with our chest and we're open about our lived experiences we could really change our societies but because everyone is busy claiming other things (laughs) how can we change our society it's just i think it's just really hard for people to acknowledge that they have privilege i actually think it's easier for people to claim pain over privilege yes you know what i mean oh my gosh yes it is easy because there's there's a burden or there's like a 
sort of a guilt, guilt that comes, that comes from... with privilege. Yes. And that's why I think people would rather clump themselves in. I know. Than navigate their identity with no. nuance. When it should be no. Yes. Cl- no. Yeah. Don't claim my pain. Claim your privilege to change my pain. You get what I mean? Facts, B. Like, but no one. No, see, that's why the white Kenyans don't want to do that. That's yeah. the problem. No, even white South Africans. You know, that's the thing. So yeah, like any whites claiming sub-Saharan Africa, because you know North Africa, that's low. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it's you know it's completely yeah. that is that you hit that on the nail on the head. Wow, mm. I'm gonna think about that for the rest. I of the know. Day. Let's all contemplate Complete. that statement. Like, can and should yeah, um, white people. Why is it so difficult to claim um, privilege yeah. because of the guilt mm. it carries than it is to like carry yeah. and claim? Then pain. you're forced to look yourself in yeah. the mirror. So don't let's all hear to claiming our privilege because yeah. I feel like now as Black women we are privileged in a way, like just in the yeah. way society is changing. So let's exactly. all claim our individual privileges. Claim everything. The good, the bad. It to it's all advan- one. Use it to your advantage and mm. use it to change the society that you live in. And, and with that, mic drop. <laughs> Thank you guys all so much <laughs> for listening. You. It's been real. Let us know your thoughts. I tweet know, at please us. Please tweet at us. We're going to run a poll on Twitter to Definitely. ask if white people can be racist. And if, I mean, I if mean, white people, people can be African. African. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll let us racist, know. That, uh, that's a different that's another one. <laughs> that episode would be five minutes I long. Know. Can white people be racist? Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. It's <laughs> been fantastic. <laughs> and keep up with us on all platforms, including iHeartRadio Talk. Yeah. And yeah, we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye.